Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about Downton Abbey Season 2, Episode 1. It is a new season. Uh, Lots of time has passed since the last season. So there's so much to talk about. This episode is an hour and nine minutes and it lasted forever. So let's just get into it. It was so long, um, uh, but yes, let's, uh, so how, how much time has passed? Do we, do we know? Um, I think, uh, uh, two years, I think two years have passed. Two years, okay, okay. I, I think that's what they reference in the show, um, and yeah, so we're not gonna start with the, the, you know, typical music, because that's not what the show starts with. Nope, um, the show the show immediately starts with um rumbling and sounds of war and uh lots of dirt. Yep. And blown up bodies. Yep. Matthew Crawley is in a ditch and he picked up his uh fellow person next to him who wasn't quite dead yet and he brings him back in from no man's land into the trenches. He sure does. Uh we got we got lots of ruckus, lots of sounds. You could definitely, we could definitely tell that the production value of this season has gone way, way up. Oh yes, <laughs> they they, way, they just they completely went in on it, and we get to see a little bit more now than we did in the first season. And I think we're just going to keep seeing it go up because the more popularity the show has, the, the more BBC gave them money, I guess. I would assume so, and and from and from my understanding, this show was and is very popular probably probably a mm-hmm. lot of people's favorite show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so now we're we're in uh so he, he got he got his comrade in um he is uh matthew is now in what looks like just like a little underground like you know uh station quarters i don't B- know bunker he's i, I don't bunker. know <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's definitely a bunker, but he definitely like resides here. Like his bed's here. There's like there's like kitchenware and stuff, and he because he's like he's like a higher up, yeah, like, a corporal or something. Like yeah. I, I don't know, I, I don't know the terminology, but he's he's kind of got some, he's got some power. He's got some some height to him. Yeah, he does. And so he's gotten a letter. Um, I just gotta letter- say. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stopped at one minute and ten seconds. You are? Yes, and I just wanted to say that on this x-ray on Amazon Prime, there is a, like, who's in the scene. And it has, uh-huh. it has you know, Dan Stevens, this other guy, and then the top guy is this guy named Steven Ventura. And the only other thing he's been on on this x-ray is a picture of him in this exact scene, in the exact position 
that he is in at 110, and I haven't paused, of this guy's face. It's like the yeah. little picture of him is the exact same picture of him. This it's is really like the funny. Ex- this is the exact same scene. This, this is his profile. This, this is his, his profile pic. moment. His moment. This, this is his acting debut, probably. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What. Who knows? Anyway, um, Matthew Crawley is saying um, he got that they're going to be relieved by the Devons um, so that they can get a little bit of time away from the front. And so Matthew is going to be able to go and leave for uh, a few days. Um, and he he has a plan to go see a girl while he's there. And I think we presume he means Mary at this point because we didn't know. Uh, yep. I definitely thought this motherfucker met Mary. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got this glimmer in his eye, and and that's when we start the. Uh, that's the, that's when we get the 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 B roll of the cute dog Beauregard that we know and love. And I'm just gonna start playing when Dan Stevens stopped talking. Okay. <laughs> Yes, Rose Leslie. Yes. She's replaced by another red-haired girl instead. Okay. On to the beautiful grounds of, of Downton. Everything's open and fresh. Anna is in the study. Yes, we got we got a nice new angle to the to the grounds to with with a nice new season. <laughs> get get to look at everything at a whole new angle, at a whole new light. Yes, you remember how much you loved Downton Abbey? Here's it from higher up. Oh, goodness. Yes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are in what looks like... uh, We're in Downton, right? This is where they had, like, the concert or something. They're setting up a stage Mm -hmm. for a They're starting to set it up, yeah, inside the Uh, house. For a fundraiser for for the troops. Um. And Anna is showing the new the new housemaid around. Um, Ethel. She's being she's being real snooty about it. She's being like, you know, and Anna's like, all right, and then come in here and do this. And she's like, ugh, I know. I know. Why does she have to be such a bitch? Like this is a, like chill. Like I, I, I don't I, I don't understand why why a lot of these people have to act these certain ways. <laughs> I know. I I agree with you. They, it really irks me. It it's does. not just Ethel. It does. It's a lot of these people. <laughs> You know, and, and even O'Brien, she just gets right back to her snooty self. And it's I was like... so disappointed. You know, well, okay, she hasn't done she hasn't done anything yet to make me really hate her. Um, she's 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 showing Ethel, you know, her place, which is kind of funny because Ethel kind of deserves it. But yeah, but um, still, come on. But still, you think you think? <laughs> Kimmy said the most. It wasn't funny. It was really sad because it had to talk about. It talked about like the last. We were talking about O'Brien being a bitch again, and Kimmy was like, "You think she would have learned after she killed that lady's baby?" Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I, I was I like. Mean, oh God, Kimmy, I know. But you know, it doesn't take long for her to fall back into her old ways. Once a bitch, always a bitch, especially for O'Brien. I guess so. I like guess. she, she couldn't have grown that much from killing that lady's baby. No, I guess not. Okay, so um, then we have um, uh, William. William? 
I always want to call them new, wrong names. New season, same problems. <laughs> uh, William is is the is dressing... valet for yes for Robert well, right now. While Mr. Bates is in London. <laughs> Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates. <laughs> oh, God. I hear her say that way too much, so I'm just going to be able to mimic uh, her so well. She doesn't stop. She continues uh. to say that. It's it's like Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. You know, they, they just call each <gasps> yes. other that. Do you know how many times... Uh. I want to count how many times I said Mr. Bennett in, <laughs> in our radio play. Oh, I just re-listened to that today. It, if 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 anyone listening doesn't know that we recorded a, a Pride and Prejudice radio play, please go check that out. It's hilarious. It's and amazing. It really is. It 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 ages very well. It's been it's been what four <laughs> years since, since we since no. we since we made it three uh, four four years. No, I think it's been three years. Um, because we well we we made it in twenty eighteen. Uh, the, the January of 2018. So yeah, it's been, it's been three years. <sighs> yeah, def- definitely go check that out. It's it's a good time, especially if you're if you're a Jane Austen fan, if you're a Pride and Prejudice fan. It's a it's a lot of <laughs> Which, fun. Which, if you're listening to Downton Abbey, you very well might be. Um, That's true. So go ahead, go ahead and check that out. It's on the top of our page on SoundCloud. If you're having a hard time finding it. Um, okay, so uh, there, <laughs> so Robert is really mad that. Mr. Bates is gone. Um, he's just, like, so pissed that William doesn't know how to properly dress him in this, like, outfit. Well, this, this is, like, military he's outfit. Mad. He's mad about many different things. Yeah, he's he's mad that, that William doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but he's also mad that, like, he's also not really a soldier. Like, yeah. he's, like... They don't like, want him. He's too old. He's like a, yeah, he's, he's like, I used to be a soldier, and I should, I should dress like I am one, even though, even though they wouldn't accept me. Like, I guess, I guess he tried to, he tried to go back to the war, yeah. and they, they wouldn't take him, so he I just... think because he's too high-born. Like, I really, I really think Probably. it's like, you know, Probably. he's just too, and even though Matthew is in the army, he's, like, of age, you know, to, to be, uh, in the army, and not have, like, a title like Robert has. You know? Well, yeah, because he hasn't inherited anything yet. Exactly. Just, you know, it's just it's just known that he could inherit. So I mean, and you know, whatever. If he happens to die in the war, the house will go to someone else. I yeah. Mean, well, you know, they didn't stop those those other heirs from you know boarding the Titanic, the most dangerous ship on the planet. So true. <laughs> true. No one saw that coming. I know, right? Like no one, um, except for the you know the people who made the titanic or something like that um so then we have o'brien smoking in the back she doesn't say anything she's probably mrs thomas um then the, she's wearing the, a new outfit though she's like she's, yeah she's wearing less white i don't i don't know what or like her 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 outfit isn't as isn't as high collared or something like I, her her outfit looks very different this season um and then we have um buddy running down the stairs Nobody said his name yet. We have no idea what he's fucking called, so we're just gonna keep naming him as we go along. Prince. Uh, Prince. <laughs> yes, the, the doggy Prince is running down. We got a cute, cute shot of that. Um, and thankfully, it worked out with the, the filming. Hopefully, they didn't have to do that too many times. But the dog got it on the first shot, and uh, oh, so yeah. did everybody else. So um, then Robert's walking down the stairs, talks to Carson about wondering when Mr. Bates is coming back, and that. They, his mother had a funeral, so his mom died, and that's where he's been. 
Um, and then Robert yes. continues to complain about the uniforms. Yes, um, about the, the fact that he's not a real soldier. Yes, and then we have very mad about breakfast it. with Sybil and Cora and Robert in their beautiful portrait room. And yeah, which I guess I guess Cora doesn't normally have breakfast with them because I, I guess that makes sense. We never used to see whenever they'd be at breakfast, Cora would never be there. But yeah, I so guess the girls and just Robert. She's expecting she's expecting to be called on today by Violet, and she's like, "Well, I guess I'd I'd better show her that I'm up at a decent hour." <laughs> Look at something. this toast. Look at there's like a little toast rack in front of Cora. Do you see it? That's so fucking cute. I know. It's literally like a rack for toast that it has the crusts cut off. It's like Yeah, then you put your little toast on. It's, like, <laughs> it's really cute. Um Robert's um, gotten Sybil- a letter and Sybil's gotten yes. a letter. Yes. What was what was Robert's about? I, I know what Sybil's is about, but what what was Robert's is about being invited to become like to to go (gasps) riding with yeah like well to like be part of the army again he was like if this guy's involved then they they think I'm back in the army properly so he thinks he's like like in a group yeah Yeah. he's in like a group of like general volunteers or something I don't know something like that well he Um, thinks he's like being called back to go to the war Um, yes and Sybil gets a very upsetting letter and we don't know what it says just yet but I like her sweater though. Yes, um, it's very cute. It's very cute. Um, she's she's very uneased. Um, you know, Robert's like, you know, what happened, Sybil? And she's like, I I gotta go. And she just like leaves in a hurry. Um, and Edith, Edith. Get, get another scene. Edith is learning how to drive with Branson, who <laughs> with is Branson giving her a lot of sass uh, because she's not getting it. She's having a hard time with the clutch, I think. And pressing down hard enough. Basically. Basically. Um, and I guess she she thinks it's best for her to learn in case Branson gets called to the front. So. Uh, and yeah, and then right. be, the, yeah. That's what she says. I mean, or something. I don't know. That's kind of what they joke about. It's kind of weird um, that Branson didn't join the army in the first place, but okay. Yeah. I, I, and I thought they would tell us since they kind of, you know, we kind of talk about this a lot like you know why aren't you in the army we kind of learn why um from some people but i guess maybe we'll learn about branson's later or something i don't know mm. yeah i'm not sure um and then we're in the kitchen mm-hmm. william is complaining about how he's not in the war he's very mad that he's not there but he like said he promised his father that he wouldn't yeah for some um, reason he, he's like he true join. he must be quite young like i think he's like 19 because it just seems like he would have he wouldn't have like listened to his father if he really felt like the need to go to war and he you know anyway we'll come back to it because he mentions it like five times yeah uh, yeah this is the main (laughs) conversation this entire episode Um, and mrs patmore is back uh, to her regular self without cataracts and she's doing good so thank god she's that's doing behind good. She us seems, she seems better tempered she's <laughs> not yelling as much um i mean but her her just con conversing with people sounded like she was yelling at people but you know it's 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 fine it's fine she's doing better she's in good spirits yep and we um, get a introduction to uh violet and a nice like tracking like Dolly shot right in on her as she comes into where they're going to be having this benefit concert inside Downton. Um, so oh, yes. Isabel's there, 
Violet's there, Robert's there, Cor's there. They're just uh, discussing what's going to happen at the concert, I think. Yeah, the concert, Violet wants to help with the flowers because apparently she mm. hates what Cora's done with them. And, yeah. Um, Violet's got an amazing know. hat in this scene. Way better than that purple, ugly hat she had on the first season, like, every single episode. This this hat has a lot of feathers. I, it's a lot. I don't know if I like it, but it's a lot. But it's different. Really, she wears, <laughs> whatever she wears is usually a lot. Yes. Um, then we get back to um, Anna and Ethel in the study, and Ethel's sassing to Mrs. Hughes, which is fucking ridiculous, because Mrs. Hughes hired her. Like, just be grateful, child. My God. Yeah, I know. She's like, and this is where she kind of first talks about how, you know, I was I was a head maid in my last house, and they're like, yeah, with a, with a second person, there are only two maids in the entire household, so shut your trap. I know, like, you go from being in the smallest house, like, imagine, like, going from, like, a house, like, the size of the Crawleys on the Downton Abbey, you know, estate, and then moving to the Downton Abbey. Like, it's such a big difference in the way that you would do things. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Anna's just trying to give her pointers about, like, fluff and pillows and shit, and she's just, like, not having it. I love that they fluff the pillows. Like, they're like, let's make them look super fluffy. Pillow, pillows need a good fluffing. Like, they really do. You don't want to let them go flat. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always do. I really gotta fluff up my pillows more. Yeah. And, uh, and Violet comes in, and she's like, Anna, please help me with these flowers. They're hideous. And she, like, pulls out. <laughs> she starts out. taking all the cattails. She starts taking all the cattails. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's silly. It's a little funny thing. And, and uh, uh, Carson... Yes, Carson. Oh I, I feel like this is extreme foreshadowing of, like, something that's going to happen to Car. I don't know. Like, he's 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 in such a huff. He's, mm-hmm. like... He's, Mrs. Hughes he's says like, you'll have a heart attack because you're working too hard. Yeah, and he's just like, we can't show the Germans that, that even though a war is on, that we can't keep things the same as they've always been. And so he's just, like, working extra hard to make sure things are unchanged. He's definitely going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it's basically... It's basically what's going to happen. Yes. I mean, he keeps his his neck buttoned up extra tight, so I I would imagine that's not very comfortable. Yeah, we are back in like the library area again, where the where this dog has had a a third a third scene already or something. Oh, like like the oh, most we've Prince, seen this dog ever. Such a cutie. He's such a sweetie. Yes. Yes. So, he runs they they run straight towards the camera looking real cute. This is the most we've seen of this dog. <laughs> um, and uh, Isabel, everyone's chatting. Isabel's telling them that, that Matthew has um, given her a letter and that he's he's alive and um, he's it's coming. Good. Yes, he's alive. He's coming to Downton with a fiancé. Yes, yes, he has shared this information and everyone seems pretty surprised as if they had no idea that this was happening or something right it's or, news or to us too yeah i think it's yeah. it's all news like they just to to miss lavinia swire that's that's who he is going to marry robert's face is he has a mouth open like oh no like they're so concerned 
Um, because oh, as, well, as but we before, before he talks about his fiance, they kind of talk about, you know, his feelings about going back to Manchester. Cause that's, that's kind of, right. that, that is kind of how he left feel like he wanted at to the do end that. of the first season. He was like, yes. he's like, why am I even bothering? I don't, I don't want Downton. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back to Manchester and just forget everything. Um, and so they're kind of like, so what are his feelings still towards coming back to Downton? Or is he really set on going back to Manchester? And she's like, well, he's really not talking about the future because he's really unsure if, if he's going to make it back from this war. Um, that's kind of what she, And now he talks about, he writes that he is engaged to be married to yep. a Miss Lavinia <laughs> Swire. And everyone's like, <gasps> gasp. Oh my god. Yes, it's, it's quite alarming because he was supposed to marry Mary. And then she didn't make a decision fast enough in the last episode and totally lost him. So, totally her Totally fault. fucked up. She totally fucked up. And now it's been two years and he's found somebody else. Completely. So that's just how it works. And Violet was, Violet reacted very, very logically to this. She's like, well, I mean, we were expecting it to happen someday. I mean, it's been, it's been this long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she's really, she's really acting very logical about this. Um, and... I guess right now they're just unsure if if Matthew and Mary will even be friends. I guess because I guess they just they just haven't seen each other, um, yeah, at all. And so they said just that where they stand. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like they hope they can be friends, and they kind of, they do become at least more than acquaintances in this this episode. But um, they do say that Matthew's coming for only a couple days, but Lavinia's going to stay. So we don't know how long she's going to stay, but she's going to stay <laughs> so they can get to know her, I guess. Yeah, and they were unsure if, because Mary's also coming back, and they were deciding whether they should tell Mary to stay in London for, like, an extra whatever. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. So that she doesn't, she doesn't have, have to meet, to... meet the, uh, the fiancé or something. I mean, it is quite a shock. But it has been two years, and it's like, you know, uh, that's a long time to let your feelings settle, at least. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, and now we have Sybil again. She's she looks like she's been crying. Um, yes, Isabel comes across her and you know asks her, asks her what the matter what the matter is, and uh, she says that um, a boy that she I guess danced with at someone's ball at her coming out um, mm-hmm. is dead now because of the war. Yeah, she's um, taking it really hard. And I guess I guess she's been hearing that a lot of the men that she's danced with um, are dying, and this is just very sad for her, because um, she's just like it seems like everyone I've, I'm dancing with is just dying. Yeah, so and then Isabel's sad. like, "Why don't you, you know, do something? Why don't you join the nurses? Because you can do that, and there's a nursing school in York or whatever that you can go to." And she's like, "Oh, that's an awesome idea. That's, I should do that." Yeah, just a, something to distract her, make her feel useful, because, yeah, she was saying, I don't feel useful, and, of course, here comes O'Brien overhearing everything, Ugh. talking about the nursing, and yes. Isabel Ugh, sees her. I hate this part. I think it's so dumb that she's just, like, all she does is want to instigate, so, of course, O'Brien goes straight to, to, um, uh, what's her name? Cora. Cora. And yes. is like... Yes. Oh well, you know your daughter wants to join the nurses crew. We should not let this. It's not her. You know she shouldn't. She shouldn't be able to do that. And it's like, dude, chill. Like I don't know why O'Brien feels like everybody needs to stay in their place all the fucking time. 
Yeah, I really don't get it. Like, this really isn't an issue, but she definitely puts it in a way that, to where it's a bad idea to Cora, and that's just really annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, Isabel also brings up that Sybil might need to know how to cook. Right. Um, you know, at least a couple of things. Um, and so she kind of brings up, like, you know, how about you ask the people in the kitchen if, if they can teach you a couple of things, because you might need that. You gotta, you need to know, you need to show people that you can take care of yourself when you're out in York by yourself doing this, uh, this nurse's course. Just, O'Brien just goes like, it doesn't seem right somehow just to take advantage. It's like, what, what do you, I, why was Isabel taking advantage? Like, what, take advantage of what? I don't know. I just hate everything that comes out of her mouth. I, I can't, like, She's just such a bitch. This actress does such a good job at making you hate her. She's really good. <laughs> she's really great. <laughs> like, the way that she says things is just horrible. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand, I can understand the part, like, the main, the main, like, arguments I can only see is that, you know, Sybil doesn't know how to take care of herself. So how can, how can you expect her to, like, she'll be fine, obviously, if she learns and, you know, she, she puts her mind to it and works real hard but like she she's never boiled water she's never done anything for herself that so that could be an issue um and and yeah maybe she is a little squeamish who knows how she'll react when she sees disembodied limbs and blown off faces like oh 100 percent like that she can be, she's gonna be shocked for sure and it's gonna make her into a different person yeah you know she's gonna be like scarlett o'hara or oh yeah you know, uh, Bryony and Atonement. <laughs> yeah. Other nurses. Or, or, uh, or, uh, uh, Claire from Outlander. From Outlander. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and here's a funny scene. Oh my gosh. We have to just yes, play this. Yes, you should play it. It's funny. I was going to okay, say okay. that. Yeah, yeah. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. Um, so we're back in the kitchen. O'Brien's back from being a bitch. And, uh, they're talking about... <laughs> Talking about what they're making for the for the party or something or whatever. I don't know. All right, here we go. Turn the volume up a bit more. All right, here we go. It's in the cold larder. Are we having pancakes tonight? Oh yeah, cause like upstairs dinner crepes Suzette. I've Crip. always wanted to try those. Could you save me some? If they don't finish them, uh, save you some crepes Suzette. If you don't mind. What are we having? Lamb stew and semolina. Do you eat a lot of stews? Don't you fancy that, dear? Not all the time. Oh, I see. Um, would you like to sleep in her ladyship's bedroom while you're at it? Wouldn't mind. I ain't sharing a room. I didn't in my last place. There were only two maids and a cook. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's God, so. She's so horrible. She like, really she's is. The worst. <laughs> I'm so mad that they replaced Gwen with her. It's like, why did you need a nut? Why did you need a snooty ladies maid? Like that was not necessary. I don't, yeah, I don't know why really the writers were like, we "This is already what we have O'Brien." I know like, she. <laughs> like you, like so. <laughs> there's two types of like personalities in this underworld. There's snooty and there's sweet, and that's it. There's there's no in between. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm really though. Yeah, really, really though. Really though. So um, then we have like a little. O'Brien kind of gives her a, a talking to now, right? 
Um, yeah, she says, don't give cheek on your first day. And she's like, I don't see why. I have standards or something. Like, she's just really, she's like, no one wants to be a maid forever. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, yeah, I mean, I kind of <laughs> liked when she said that. Like, because it made O'Brien really shut up. Like, she kind of, like, was like, oh, well, that she really put me down. Like, Oh, that's but, true. Is this is this the part where she said, like, you're, you're old and set in your ways or something? Or is that later? I think it might be later. But O'Brien okay. is... is kind of shut up by the concept that, like, I don't want to just be a servant, and it's, like, O'Brien's, like, old, much older than her and probably will continue to be a servant for the rest of her life, you know, and yeah. it, it's yeah. just kind of, like, it just kind of put her in, in her spot where she kind of made her feel bad a little bit, um, and that's why she gets her back several times later in the episode. Oh yeah, the the it's so mean what, what O'Brien does, but it's it's kind of funny actually. I didn't realize, um, but this pub that the this horse and carriage is like flying down the street with is called the Dog and Duck. That's hilarious. The the what the pub? I think oh, there's a the one the that they, pub they sign, and it says the Dog and Duck. I I it's either an inn or a or a oh, pub. Yeah. It sure is, with some very pretty horses. Oh, wow. Um, and inside this carriage is Cora, Violet, and... Um, Isabel. Isabel. And they're all just, like, t- discussing the concept of becoming a nurse. And for some reason, um, again, we have Violet on the, on the right side of history here thinking, you know, there's no problem with her becoming a nurse because, as we can see, even, even the kings and queens themselves are... Our princesses are wearing the Red Cross and helping out people. So, you know, we're we're none of us are too high for that sort. Yeah, and it's something if she truly wants to do it, then let her do it. I mean, it's these are these are real world situations that people have to. I mean, unfortunately, have to deal with. So it's another instance where Violet is kind of speaking in a more. Um, what's the word she's not she's not as traditional as you might think she she actually is is kind of thinking in a new in a new way and although she is still like oh let's keep up with the times and and keep up she knows that things are changing and so she's like well things are different now than they were when i was a kid so you know right yeah exactly um, and then once they get to their uh, destination, Isabel comes out and she sees, uh, Cora asks Mosley, um, like, are you ready for the call when it comes? And oh. he said, he said, uh, actually, I got a letter from the war office and I will not be called. I am not, I am not suited. They do not want me. Oh, and, and uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't notice this. I didn't notice this earlier, but Violet looks very good like looks around very suspiciously i didn't, I didn't notice, notice that either it's funny i didn't notice it yeah but it becomes very apparent that she had something to do with this later um and then the train is arriving <laughs> at downton station and it at I, downton station i've never seen before it's so <laughs> exciting <laughs> i've never seen this sign before which they the prop department definitely made um <laughs> this train is awesome i want to ride it well actually we did ride a train we did ride a train. <laughs> we rode a lot of trains, actually. We rode a lot of trains. Uh, I know. We had that this train pass, train, and though. we saved, I like, $150 with that, that train pass that we got. 
oh hell hell yeah but uh like, guess <laughs> sorry I, I didn't finish that sentence i'm oh hell yeah not oh hell um but, <laughs> but look look who's getting off the train it's mr bits mr bits and mary and Mary. Because Mr. Bates was in the third class car and Mary's in the first class. And they see each other immediately. And Mary's wearing a beautiful, like, maroon red. Um, yeah, like a fuchsia. Like like a deep fuchsia. So oh, pretty. It is. So pretty. A jacket and matching hat. And they're taking God, the... Why can't all my jackets and hats just match? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need that. I need a full matching color outfit. I just, I need that. Well, you can do it on Animal Crossing, because we're not going anywhere where we can get those things right now. Oh, I gotta make it myself. Yeah, you can make it yourself. Um, So they they drove Mr. Bates back. Anna's very excited to see him, because they didn't know that he was going to come back with his bowler hat and everything. Um, She's like, oh, why didn't you tell me you were going to come back early, Mr. Bates? (laughs) Mr. Bates. They're being real. They're being real cute and flirty. Yeah. Mary's being uh, uh, quite sweet in this in this episode as well. I think. Yeah, I think I think she's she's changed a lot since uh, since what happened. Um, she's, I think she's just really trying to, I don't know, make amends. You know, just uh, get on with her with her life. I guess. I mean, she obviously it, it it's very apparent later that she had hopes, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they seem to have Be died. <laughs> died. Um, but yes, so we're back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We're really jumping around here. It's, it's there cr- is it's only so been much, 16 minutes. There's <laughs> so much that happens in this episode. It is so long. I mean, just we just, we insane. gotta do a better job of summing up what is happening in these. In we these. really do. Well, uh, because, especially because multiple scenes are happen at the up. same time. Yes, they happen at the same time, and, like, a full thing will be resolved within, like, you know, three to four little cutscenes. <laughs> it's just so exactly. exhausting. So, in this tiny cutscene, uh, Sybil learns that she's a shit cook, and she doesn't know anything, and Mrs. Patmore's really sassing her about it. She tries to fill the water pitcher to make tea, and the water goes spraying everywhere, and everybody laughs. That's... What happens? <laughs> Basically, yeah. She asked for assistance. She t- she asked them to keep to keep their to keep it a secret, um, and to tries to fill. But but this was not her fault. She was putting it no. in the right spot. Yeah, but the, it's the, the faucet water like thing. freaked out. Yeah, I don't know what that was even about. This was this is just silly. At least she's kind of like not taking it personally. She's like, it doesn't matter. I can do anything. Like I think they know her to be somebody who wouldn't be their feelings wouldn't be hurt if they kind of joshed around with her a little bit, you know? <laughs> joshed around. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't heard that in a while. Just, just joshing you, man. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Sybil's definitely very down to earth. She's very sweet. She could definitely take some constructive criticism very well. Um, <laughs> and Bates and-, and Anna are flirting up a storm. Bates wants to talk to Anna about something after the concert. Yes, they do. Um, oh, okay, yeah. They're, yep, they're, they're just... Sorry, I'm, I'm slow. Okay, we're, <laughs> okay, we're here. We're here. Uh, and um, then William's we have like, Daisy, William and Daisy. Sit next to you. <laughs> yeah. sit next to you at the concert. And she's like, you crazy! We have too much to do down here! Um, and, and William so brings like, up the okay. fact that his dad can't live with the fact that he could go off and die in a war, but he's like, I have to do <sighs> it. 
I have I to do it. You know, and after William's mom died, it's, like, sad, and that's he's all he has. But seriously, though, he needs to go to war because it's, like, come on, he, it's his duty. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, he's he's really feeling like he's not he's not given his all here to help the war effort, and he's uh, he's disappointed in himself. Like he just yeah he he wants yeah. to go. He should go um, if he's this gung ho about it. He really should. Yes, if he is this this mad about it, just do it. He's brought it up several times in one day. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> um, let's see. We're in Mary's room now. She's getting ready. She talks about when she's in London, she misses home. But when she's home, she hates being here. Oh, good <laughs> so summary. Just... Good summary. <laughs> um, and Edith, like, says really slyly and, like, a bitch. She's like, oh, but you miss Matthew, I bet. And, uh, and Cora's like, well, Matthew's going to come come for a couple of days. Isn't that great, honey? <laughs> and Mary's like, oh, I couldn't care less. I, it's just far from my memory. And then she's like, good. Edith is like, really bitchy? Good, because he has a fiancé, so fuck you. I know. And, uh... and Mary's, like, <laughs> Mary's like, oh. <laughs> like, she really tries to hide her pain. And, of course, Sybil can can feel it because she's nice. But Mary's like, oh. Like, her eyebrows raise, you know? Yeah, she's like, oh, great for him. I could care less. I, I've been, I've been seeing some guy too. His name's Richard or something, and he owns a newspaper. I don't know. Like, what? I'm like totally say? in love with him. It's like totally. I'm like totally in love with him, and I want him to come stay here. So like, things are great with things are great for me. <laughs> I'm hoping things are great for him. I know. I know, and and of course Edith is like smirking because you know she loves to see her her sister in pain, and um, she's the reason why she's in so much pain. Yes, exactly. Um, I do like this uh, this dress that Mary's wearing. It's very um, yeah. It's very like lacy and like spidery. I, I like it. I'm always um, always jealous of um, people being able to fit in their arms into dresses like that. There is absolutely no way that my my thick tree trunk arms would be able what? to fit into those kind of dresses. I'm serious. Like it. It sucks. Like, every time I try to wear, like, those old old outfits, it's like I can't even lift up my arms. The only reason their arms fit in them is because they were measured to fit their arms. I know, but they probably came from some costume closet, and they were like, you already are a size two. You fit just fine. I love... I. I, I love dresses that have like those little mesh areas as well, and and mm. yeah, they're tough. They they don't have any stretch, they don't have any give. I've bought a few items that that have that, and I either have to size up, and the sleeves are way too loose, and the, you've you've lost the idea of what you were going for altogether. <laughs> yes. Or you go a size down, and and my arms don't fit. <laughs> or we just tailor them to ourselves and make them make them for us. I think I think. The best yeah, way for me way to, to fit into these outfits is to make it for myself. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and then, the of course, Mary start, bursts into tears because it's sad. Yes. Like, the man that she's been pining over for the last two years, three, you know, three years basically now, four years, um, is Ho- now... Probably hoping things would make amends by the time he got back from the war mm-hmm. and just to hear that they're not. Mm-hmm. And they're even worse than she could have imagined. Like, not even that he's just been seeing someone, but the fact that he has proposed and they are getting married. I know. That is pretty serious. Like, I don't think you could get even more serious than that other than actually being married. 
Yeah, exactly. Being being already married. So um, we're we're so twenty we're at the fucking minutes in. We're at the concert. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so much left to talk about. We have forty eight minutes left. Just saying. Okay, concert is con- going. Concert, concert's going. Next thing, they meet. Um, uh, Lavinia Robert. Swire. Yes. She's here in her really cute, like green ensemble, red hair. Um, she looks like she's super unconfident, um, which kind of makes you hate her. I honestly don't know if I wanted her to be confident or not confident, but either way, it's really hard to like her right now. <laughs> she, I mean, she really hasn't done anything yet to make me no. like or hate her. I'm just kind of indifferent at the moment. Um, you know, she, she seems nice. Uh, and, uh, we'll just kind of see what happens. Um, Mary tries to make obvious, like, I love you eye contact with Matthew and he just, sh- he just brushes her off. He just brushes her off. Well, I, I do want to say, I, I think maybe we should play the, be- like, the beginning of the scene at least, because I think what Matthew says to Lavinia and then what Robert says, and I think it's just kind of like an introduction situation. Okay. okay. Do, do you have it? Do you yeah, have it set up? I got it. Okay. Let's hear these nice players. Playing the Downton Abbey theme, obviously. My dear fellow, welcome back. It's so very good to see you. May I present Miss Lavinia Swire? How do you do, Gretham? How do you do, Miss Swire? So, that's Mary's replacement. Well, <laughs> I suppose looks aren't everything. Maybe she seems rather sweet. I'm afraid meeting us all together must be very intimidating. I do hope so. <laughs> Violet, I love those. <laughs> Mary sees them. She's like breathing very heavily. Smiles at Matthew, like you said. He turns away. Oh, the heartbreaking. Mary's brown eyes are just crying on the inside. It's good to see you. Hello, Miss Swire. I'm Mary Crawley. Of course you are. I mean, I've been longing to meet you because I've heard so much about you. Violet is listening so intently. It's adorable. Nice things, I hope. What else would she hear from me? Please. Okay, then Matthew. I can't say. It's been such a long time. Who knows what you th- Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. Well, we, we oh. gotta we gotta stop because something appeared on my phone. Oh. <laughs> so just a minute. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty um pretty tense right now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tense but oh, oh continue. It's oh, fine. It's oh, okay. cool. It's fine. It's a it's a tense but a but a nice greeting. You know, Mary's like, you know, it's good to see you after all this time, and he's like, yeah, it's good to see you too, and you know, whatever. I'm not dead, so that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, it's just, good. And, and then and and Mary's like, we're at peace again. Cool. Done. It's a water under the bridge. We're good. We're cool. I actually not like, the case. I like the way that they film them. I think there's a little bit more close-up shots this this episode. Um, it seems that the the DP, like the cinematographer and everybody, I think they've they've got done a better job um, 
showing emotion and portraying stuff in this just in this first episode and they haven't had any of those like soft focus edges either oh, thank um, goodness i hated those it, so i think it's really gone up in terms of quality um and seeing the emotions on people's faces and especially with mary i think she looks more natural and more beautiful in in, in this episode than she ever did in the first season yeah definitely uh, and then we have Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes. Uh, Mr. Carson is just, you know, doing due diligence, filling up some of the, I think, I don't know, a hot water bottle or something. He's Oh, he's he's filling up the wine, like... Oh, decanter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the decanters, yeah. Yeah, um, just because, you know, that's what he does. And they're just, just talking about how Lady Mary broke her own heart in this situation. She was the one who did everything wrong. And Carson's like, I disagree with you. You know, I disagree with you. Like, Lady Mary doesn't ever do anything wrong because she's perfect in my eyes. She's like a, she's like a daughter to me. Um. <laughs> it's funny that they're just now bringing up, like, Mrs. Hughes' opinion of everything. Like, it's very weird and out of place. Like, I, Mrs. Hughes always seemed to be a very unbiased, like, like yeah. opinionated, obviously, but, you know, very, very logical, very, like, to the point, like, show me the facts, and that's that. Like, it's the fact that she has an opinion of Mary and it doesn't seem like a very good one is just kind of weird to me. And I the agree. the fact that she'll bring it up so openly with Carson is, like, as if, like, making it seem like it was, like, Mary's fault and, you know, she should have never been so snobbish or, I don't know, like... And bringing it up it's so weird. clearly in a, in an area where O'Brien could overhear and use it to her advantage. Like, I just, like, doesn't anybody know how this works? Like, O'Brien is always listening. Always. Right, exactly. Like you're you're never you're never alone even if you think you're alone. Like that's you can never say anything in confidence in this damn place. Um then we have the white feather ladies um giving oh, white yeah, feathers part was, to part was crazy tense to the men who are um not currently are in the army calling them cowards um and um Basically, they're like, okay, well, William and, I guess, uh, also, um, they gave, they gave it to William, yeah, William Branson, and is, is Mosley there? I don't know. I don't know, some they, other dude. They, they gave it to a couple people in the audience. And for some reason, O'Brien is actually kind of sad about this. Like, she, like, looks over and sees William with this white feather and is kind of feels bad for him. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, probably because, probably because she's, she's heard firsthand experience from Thomas, like, about, like, what's happening. And it probably isn't great. So, like, the fact that O'Brien, like, knows what's happening, she might, she might feel bad and, I don't know, maybe even, I don't know, not want William to go? Who knows? Um, mm -hmm. but Branson's, uh, Branson's real smiley and smug about receiving his, uh, his white feather, and he's yeah. like, I am in uniform. He's, like, joking, and she's like, wrong uniform, punk. I know. And, like, just, like, leaves. I mean, these these ladies really shouldn't have done that at that function, and, and Robert gets really mad. He, like, really yells at them. Yeah, and then something very interesting at dinner happens. Um, they, of course, they bring it up at dinner. Robert's like, that was horrible. I should have never done that. And he's like, well, they're kind of right. <laughs> Edith's right. Hearing about young men and, and the men fighting for our country, like, die every day and the fact that people aren't there, like, 
Like, she basically says, with William in the room, like, yeah. everyone's like, William, William, don't, don't think it, don't even have a second thought about it. You're perfect, and you, you didn't do anything wrong, and, and you don't have to go. And, and Edith's like, yeah, you, you kind of have to go, and it's, and you're a coward if you don't. Like, that's basically what she said. I know, it's, it's, <laughs> she's, she's really such, pushing it in this episode. She's, she's just bitch. like, yeah, she says it, like, William, you fucking suck, you really should just go. And, and I, like, I get where she's coming from, but it's also, like, respect, man. Like, this just really, it's really, really mean. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then over the table, Isabel's like, Sybil, you're in luck. Someone, someone just left the, the course, so there's an opening or something. So you should really pack up and go, like, you know, now. Like, tomorrow. And, tomorrow. And, and Sybil's like, oh, great. And Cora's like, we can talk about this later. <laughs> I know. They're so, they love to step on each other's toes, but all they have to talk to is to each other. Like, they literally have, like, nothing else to talk about. So they just, all the women just kind of hang out and, like, gaggle about this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then. We got Mr. Bates. Yes, Mr. And Bates Anna. and Anna. And that Mr. Bates's wife uh, came over to see his his uh, departed mother, um, to get to see if he, she could get some money. I think um, from her mom dying, his mom dying. Um, so I thought I thought this made it sound like okay. So I was a little confused by this because because like he said like you know my wife came out of hiding or whatever and and maybe now I can get a divorce. But I thought he kind of like withheld that he had gotten, like, an inheritance from his mother, like, from her death? Or, or did she just, like, kind of yeah. figure it out on her own? I think she, like, he, figured it out. Um, and that she would want told any money. Anna, yeah, he was like, he was like, so basically when she finds out she can't get any money from me, she'll just want to divorce me. Um, that's kind of how he made it sound, but, uh, I mean, obviously, other shit happens later, but. And while he says this, then Anna goes, Mr. Bates, is this a proposal? And... <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah. like yes anna it is and then she's like oh glorious day and then they kiss that's that's they sure do i don't think i don't think we missed anything else it i just no no i don't i don't know she's don't very so. happy Anna's very happy that that this is working yeah. out for but, them. But Bates is really cute. He's like, he's like, we can we can leave Downton and start our own inn and work together and have kids. And, yeah, it's and, cute. And, and it's... Anna's like, are you making plans without my permission? And uh... Bates is like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Bates is like, is like, yeah, I'm sure uh, if that's <laughs> fine with you. And she's like, she's like, it's perfect. And they're, they're really cute. They're really Aww. cute. They're growing on me. They're really cute. Yeah. Then we're, we're back to dinner. Um, Edith is like, I've been driving, it worked out. And then Lavinia's getting some food, and then Robert's like, oh, uh, how'd you guys meet? And then she's like, my my father is, works in London, he's a solicitor too. And they're like, oh, well, perfect, you know exactly what it would be like for you. Um, and you'll be able to get yourself out of a bind if you need it. Um, Basically. Just, you know, yeah. That's and what then, Violet said. She's like, okay, so you basically already know what it feels like to be poor. So you're great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be a very different life for Mary. If she married, if she married uh, Matthew, it would have been and very different. And he didn't different. inherit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, O'Brien like, didn't he... kill the baby. It would have been, everything would have been really different. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they, uh, 
they're basically just Robert is so excited to announce that he's back in the army and um he's just super excited to be able to to do his his uh diligence and not be just some lame coward um because he's too rich i i don't know i mean it's just it's kind of insane how the the class system works and how some people have to go to war and some people don't it's it's really unfair and i see why the ladies with the white feathers really make a fuss about it oh yeah most definitely like i could definitely see why they would do it and uh and i mean by all means like like if even if you can't go to war like i guess do your part still somehow i don't know yeah but they're just like having all these really glamorous parties while people are like being slaughtered at the front True. and and yeah. it's it's kind of insane that that's kind of the way that it is and um we just see that juxtaposition and we're probably going to keep keep seeing it um so anyway um Matthew, and Mary and Matthew yes. kind of have like a little side conversation. There's like, he's like, yeah. "Do you think they'll he'll really go back to war?" And Mary's like, "I think he does, but I don't think he'll actually go." Right. Um. And I think she asks him how how it's going over there, and I, he, you know, Matthew seems very uncomfortable and says like, "I I can't talk about it." Um. And so yeah. she like, changes the subject. She's really she's really pushing. She's like. Oh, have you missed us? I'm. Have you mean? Have you missed me? I mean us. <laughs> <laughs> us, like the you and me, us. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, us. I mean the family. I mean visiting downtown. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's she's trying really trying to keep it, play it cool. Um, keep it together. And Matthew's like, I hope you're okay with me bringing my fiance since you know you dumped me. It really wasn't the other way around. So I should be mad at you, but I'm not. Um, and. <laughs> And she's like, no, quite the contrary. I'm happy you're happy and blah, 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 lies. So it's it's fine. Um, it's all fine. Then we and have... We're back in the kitchen. With the new girl reading Photoplay magazine, which is really cute. I think it's like a 1920s um, film star, you know, magazine. It's pretty cute. Yeah, she's reading about like a play or something that happened. Like she's reading a, a story almost mm-hmm. about like someone who... I think like, she's reading about an actress who came from nothing, um, oh, just like yes. her, and then it she became uh, a movie star. Um, you know, people were really excited about about the movies at this time. There was no talkies yet, but just black and white film stars, uh, silent film stars, very popular. Right, exactly. And uh, O'Brien's overhearing this, and this is where she takes her chance to uh, to Don't. to pull one on Ethel. <laughs> yes. She basically tells Ethel that the lady of the house would like to tell her what a great job she's been doing, and she'd like to tell her in person right this very second when in everybody the is in the drawing room. Party. Yes, like yes. seriously, Ethel, come on. <laughs> and so O'Brien's like, "You're gonna keep her waiting," and so she runs up. And, uh, and everyone, and after she leaves, everyone in the kitchen laughs. Uh, so this is going to be very, very humorous. Um, everyone's <laughs> chatting. Everyone's getting settled. Ethel walks in. Let's see. I'm going to play this. You should play it. She stops. I'm play this. Like, literally, yeah. William is, like, he- he- like, leaning down, and he stays like that the whole scene, and it is so funny. <laughs> okay, I'll play it. Okay, here we go. Of course. Beg pardon, my lady, for keeping you waiting. <laughs> I'm ever so grateful for your appreciation. 
And I want you to know that it's a privilege to work here. <laughs> He's still <laughs> leaning over. He Ethel, is. What are you doing in here? Carson's like, Ethel, what are you doing up here? Get out of here. And who gave you this message? Miss O'Brien. I love that she kind of rats out Miss O'Brien, though. You may go back downstairs. And Cora's like, I get what happened here. Oh gosh, she's like, oh, O'Brien, oh, that little prankster. <laughs> At least it's a little bit of entertainment for them. They're so bored. And she has no idea what happened. It's just like, she just leaves. Um, and Violet, oh, I should have kept playing, but Violet says, do you think she's mad or she's working for the Russians? <laughs> They're just all laughing. They're so mean. They are. They really are. Um, horrible. They're they're horrible because of how it's just so like they're not necessarily treated like people. It's just so like you know, we just continue to see the upstairs downstairs classism of this society and uh yeah. You know, it's kind of disgusting in in a lot of ways. Really though. Really though. Um and then we have another conversation with Mary and Matthew talking about Lavinia, um, who looks very uncomfortable outside with Carson. Yeah, um, looking in on them chatting. She looks very, I don't know, jealous or tense. I don't know. I don't know. But Mary there's... is just like, oh, Matthew, um, when are you going to be back? Um, I'll really miss you. Where are you going? France? <laughs> How long, are you, how long are you staying for? Uh, only till tomorrow. Uh, he's like, I'm leaving on a very early train, so, like, don't even bother, like, waiting up for me. <laughs> just, <laughs> I and know. she's just like, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, and now Ethel's mad that she, that she was, that she was played a prank on. And she was like, I don't understand why you needed to make a fool out of me. And, um, and Carson's there, so he's like, O'Brien, stop being a bitch, just leave people alone. I mean, but everybody's, um, like, not complaining, because Ethel did need to be, like, put in her place a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but I, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then they're talking about Sybil, and how she, she could, you know, very well learn to be a, a nurse. It, it Things are changing, says Ethel, and it's like, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. If they lose the war... everything would change. So, you know, we might as well learn stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has has a good point. I mean, this is definitely a turning point in history. And yeah, if they were to lose the war, that that would bring a lot of change to a lot of people. And it's, it's good to... It's good to think that that women can be more independent and just do things for themselves. Like, they're not... Um... Like, especially for Lady Sybil. Like, she doesn't need... Like, she can definitely have goals and and want to learn new things. Like, she doesn't need to be stuck in the traditional ways. So, Ethel does make a lot of points. She just needs to not be so all up in your face about it. She's she's mouthy. Um, And then we have another scene with Duke. Um, Mrs. Patmore is giving him a little piece of food. Yes, they did have extra pan... They did have extra crepes from last night. Because Miss Patmore on purpose, did not give them to Ethel. Amazing. She gives them to... And gave them to the dog. To Chip instead. To um, Chip. And then we... Um, and the doctor... Oh, a... the doctor's seeing Isabel. Yes. yes. Um, we're now at the Crawley's place. Um, he's now, like, a... He's, he's... He's just, like, a higher-up, like, war 
medical person, right? Yeah, I think he um, enlists people and and all that and kind of I think he's probably he's, probably sees if they're if they're a what like they're they got a clean bill of health and stuff in order to go to the war or something. Um he notices Mosley like picking up a heavy tray and leaving the room and he's like, "Oh, should should Mosley be doing that?" And Isabel's like, I, "Sure, why not?" And he's like, "Oh, well, cuz uh we were told about his lung condition and that's why he can't from go from Violet. From Violet. Um that's why he can't go to war and he's overheard this obviously. So he knows what's happened because he just received a letter saying that he's not going to go to war. And Isabel is very mad saying like, oh, I'm sure she had a good reason for doing this. So we know something's going to happen. Well, she also said that William, um, she wrote about William as well, saying William has a skin condition, which is not true. Right. Not yet. Definitely not true. You know, we learn in the future that Violet just, you know, she was just worried about the family. She's like, well, Mosley's father has no one to take care of him, so obviously Mosley can't go. And it's the same thing with William. Like, their fathers can't do anything. And I think, really, like, Viola is doing this out of care for the people who who live in her constituency. Like, she's doing this, but she's trying to protect people when she really can't, you know? True. I mean, it's it's really not her place to, to make these decisions for people... No, it's definitely um, not. But it's also, I don't know, there's, there's, uh, we can kind of talk about it once it's all kind of fully unfolded, because there's still a little bit more that happens. Um, but yeah, I have, I have a lot of thoughts, because there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people at, at wrong here, but then there are, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a hard moral decision. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Yeah. Um, we're back in the kitchen. Sybil's having another uh, class. She's made, I mean, what looks like a soup or a sauce, but apparently it's not what it's supposed to look like. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was supposed to be either. Like, it's very soupy. What What does she do? Like, it's lumpy? I don't know. They I, didn't really... It just looks like a, like a white gravy or something. I don't know. <laughs> True. And, and, you know, Daisy's like, ew, what is that? And Sybil's like, I don't know. And they're just like, well, throw it out. And we'll start again. So they're just, I guess things are, things are going. Maybe not well, but they're going. Uh, then we have um, another Anna and Bates uh, scene where they're just kind of discussing about what they could do to save money so that they can, you know, buy their inn and stuff. If they should sell his mother's house or if they should go to London. And they're just, they're just like planning things. Yeah, they can either sell it or they can either get it ready for renters. Um, and, and Mr. Bates is like, you know, I could go to London when I have some more time off. And then Anna's like, maybe I can go with you and it could be could be fun. Anna's um, lucky that her bow is old and lame because then he doesn't have to go to war. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, should, I'm so should mean. Not have, should not have said that so enthusiastically. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's um, so lame. Uh, Mr. Bates is great. Mr. Yeah. Bates. At least um, he's like, I'll give you babies, Anna. Like, at least he's like that. At least he's not like, I'm too old to have children, you know? <laughs> I was gonna say, at least my pecker still works. <laughs> oh, well, wow, you said that very confidently. Sure did. <laughs> and the moment is ruined by Ethel. And then, um... Always ruined by Ethel. Um, then Matthew is Matthew's leaving. He's in, his, he's in his cute little uniform. He's seeing, he's seeing two people, uh, Flirting, flirting. Uh, next to a, definitely next flirting. To a, next, just 
next to a horse carriage. I don't know. Um, and he's heading to the station. It's heading bright to the very, very foggy. Not foggy. Uh, well, like, to, like steam. Steamy. It's full of steam. Steamy. It be steamy. Steamy um, in more ways than one. <laughs> yes. So true. And uh, Mary's there. And uh, and Matthew's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Mary? It's like so like my early. My wife didn't even come to say, you know, good luck. And say she gives him a little me. dog figurine. She gives um, him a little dog, which is really cute. It's like a little dachshund or something. Yeah, <laughs> like a little. It's really cute. She's like, this, she's like, this is my this is my good luck charm. You keep it on you, and and you'll be good. And he's like, he's like, oh, if I don't come back, tell my mother I love her and take care of her. And she's like, well, you're gonna come back. Don't worry. It's fine. And he's um, like, but you know, if I don't, please take care of Lavinia. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And if I don't come back, I'm glad. I'm glad we could have, you know, settled our differences. <laughs> Whatever. They fucking didn't. Uh, it's like, I don't know. He can't. He, you know what it is? He doesn't have time for this. He doesn't have time for this emotion. Like, especially from her to, to sort this out. His mind is like so far away from, from this right now. Like, you know, yeah. he cannot see how how terribly in love Mary is with him, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's he's worrying about his own his own skin, his his uh, rightfully just to, so, like rightfully so. He's just trying to you know <laughs> hold down a girlfriend, hold down a wife before before a, a bomb he, blows him up. Or yes, something. exactly. Like who, knows? like who knows? I know he, he's obviously stressful. worried. It's very stressful. And, you know, Mary's about to cry. She's like, you know, goodbye. I love you. Did I tell you I love you? I love you. And <laughs> she's saying Bye, I love you luck. with all of her being. Um, she is. Like, it is spewing from her. And it's like, I don't know how it isn't slapping him in the face right now. It's, he's, it's not. Again, like I said, he's not, he's not thinking of he's not. Thing. He's not all there. Is he's that your Tamagotchi? Here. Yes, my Tamagotchis keep beeping at me, Alessandra. They need attention. <laughs> One of them just pooped. Oh, I have to no. clean it up. Oh, God. Yes. They sit. They. I need to hear them. I need to hear them and keep them safe. How did you figure out how to get the, the Japanese to English? Um, I didn't. I didn't. So, so you're just one... doing it all in Japanese? Um, oh yeah, I've, I've already memorized which, which ones mean, mean what, like, like oh. which one means food and which one means game. There's only two options. Like right. you either feed him or you play the game. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He, he does, he does like talk to you and, and like words go across the screen, like in Japanese and I don't know what they say, but, um, I just, I feed him and play with him and hope that he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm assuming that's what he needs. And that was your uh, Gudotama Tamagotchi minute. Um, yep, yep. And we're moving on. Uh, Ethel is talking to this random lady who is sitting at the table, and we're like, who is this yes. woman? What is going we on? We don't see her face. No. And Ethel's just telling her, telling all her about everything. Lady Mary. All about everything that's happening. And Anna comes in and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why um, are you gossiping with strangers? What the fuck? Yeah, it's, she's... What's the first law of service? We do not discuss the business of this house with strangers. And then Ethel's like, she's not a stranger. This is Mr. Bates' his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So Vera is here. And she looks familiar. Who, she does, who is dude. This lady? She looks really familiar. Who is I, this lady? Um, she's in who other period lady? dramas. She's, she's in other stuff. Like, I feel like she's... Maria Doyle Kennedy. 
who is this lady? I'm gonna look her up. I'm gonna look her up. <laughs> you 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 explain what's happening. Oh, uh, she's an outlander. That's that's what I thought. She's an outlander. Yes. Oh, okay. as um, as who? As who? Um, somebody nice, I think. Um. She's oh you know what she's actually in the fourth season she she's she's the aunt uh, in America I, you haven't gotten to that point yet oh then I must know her from something else then why don't you keep looking because I am gonna explain what's going on Anna talks yeah. to her Bates see her sees her and they're being real snooty this woman Vera I mean we thought the snoot was stuck with O'Brien and and Ethel in this episode. It is all swirled around this woman, Vera. She is a powerhouse of snoot. She's just like, um, you know, I'm gonna just sit here and be like, well, Mr. Bates is um, my husband, and I've heard about all this slut that you've been hanging out with, Anna. And, um... Oh, totally. She's, she's so, such a bitch. She's horrible. She's, she's absolutely horrible. horrible. She's like, I understand why my Batesy's got so spoiled with Anna. And I was just giving her the death glare. Yeah, um, yeah. Then we have Cora and Carson. And uh, Cora is doing a very large embroidery that's probably taking her ages. Um, I think she's embroidering a pillow or something. And then Carson has to tell her that Lady Sybil has been training in the kitchens uh, to, you know, learn some basic skills and she's like, what? That's great. And so she goes down there. And of course, Carson was also very concerned with the fact that Sybil was doing this. He, he was like, she doesn't belong down there. And once Cora sees Sybil in the kitchen baking a cake for her, she is so happy. She sees her. And of course, she sees Branson looking at her, looking at her too, obviously. But she's just so incredibly, like, happy. Like, I think this actress totally overacts it because... She can't really show emotion on her face without, like, doing these little half-lidded, like, close-her-eyes situations where her eyes are, like, really yeah, glossy. Her eyelids, her eyelids are, like, fluttering. <laughs> they flutter, like, I, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, Branson coming in and watching her cook was really cute. I and it, was, yeah. He's such a cutie pie. Um, but Cora is now fully on board with Sybil joining this nurse's thing. She, she's like, yes, she deserves it. She can totally handle herself. Um, did did we see a scene where where she gives her the cake yet, or no? Like, no, I, I don't think we, we ever saw. I don't that. think we saw it. I think she just watches her. Aww. I think I, I feel like that's the end of that situation. Like I she does, so. she's not. She's the, like the fourth time we saw her cooking, and it's done now. Like they just fit so much in this episode. Yeah, and so now we have, uh, so Mrs. Hughes let, let Mr. Bates and uh, Vera um, stay in her ready room or something to yes, talk. Yes, have a discussion in her, um, in her ready room so that she could listen. Yes, because there's a grate that leads to another room and she can hear everything that happens. Um, so she definitely did it on purpose. And they're kind of talking about, um, Vera's basically giving Bates one option and one option only is to come back, be her, hu- be her husband, and, uh, you know live the like give her part of the inheritance basically um but and, she just uh, took a job oh, she, she did she she explains this that she just took a job as a housemaid for the relatives of the crawleys and she learned about mary's infidelity 
um, yes. and the killing of Mr. Pramuk. And I'm not really sure if this yes. is the exact scene where she brings it up, but I'm just going to say it now because then we can get it over with. She basically blackmails Mr. Bates into leaving Downton because she is going to put it in the papers that Mary was indeed an adulteress or whatever. Not adulteress, excuse me. She, she was a you know, big old whore, and uh, slept with... <laughs> God, <laughs> big old whore. I'm oh, sorry, I just, like, don't have the time or the, the <laughs> just, vocab just for this. Be very quick about this. Um, um, and, uh, about the scandal. Just, she's just gonna talk about the, the, scandal. the scandal, and um, Mr. Bates has to leave immediately. Like, no more Anna, no more anything. The two of them have to go. Um, she really is horrible. Like, it's, it's like she found the one thing that could, she could put dirt on him, and that's why she came back, and it's just like, he of course has to oblige, because he's such a fucking good man, and his, his jowls and just he, radiate can... with anger. <laughs> oh, God, Alessandra. <laughs> Jesus. And she just, a book. I mean, and... And Mr. Mr. Bates just loves to be sad. So he's, so he's never going to be happy. He's never going to allow himself to be happy. He should have just told her to fuck off. I know. Because also, no, he had to say yes because because they also knew. Well, I don't know how she was able to muster this up, but she was like, well, obviously Mary couldn't carry Mr. Pamuk out of the room by herself. So she Anna had to have Anna's it. help. Yeah, so, so Anna's she's in gonna it bring now, Anna too. in on there. Yes, Anna's exactly. an accomplice. So that's pretty much, she name drops Anna and that she's going to say that Anna officially was an accomplice to this. And <laughs> yeah. that's why Bates is like, well, fuck, now I can. I could could care less about Mary, but because <laughs> Anna's involved, I can't be happy. I know, it's so um, true. The kid grabs his wife's arm very, very... He uh, does. His jowls just, like, move over They're the quivering. Lines. I know, it they is... quiver. Uh, oh, my gosh. It is not attractive. Oh, man. So, of course... Uh, much much like much like all the drama, um, the the camera aims up at the grate, and Mrs. Hughes just heard everything. Which I mean, for some reason, Mrs. Hughes does nothing about it until Bates leaves, and it's like, wh- what what does she even know about exactly? anyway already like it's just so it's so weird that she has this information and just chooses to do nothing with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe because it was just too late to really bring it up, because literally right after, Bates goes to talk to Robert, and he's like, I have to leave, and Mr. Bates, I mean, and uh, Robert's like, I fought for you, and fought for you so many fucking times, and you're just gonna leave me? Robert! He's so mad. He's so mad about it. He's like, he's like, He's like, Mr. Bates, do you not know how much trouble you have been for me and I've still fought for you and you're just going to fucking leave? He's so mad. He's he so is, mad. He is. And watching him do this with the with the sound off is hilarious. I mean, his... <laughs> yeah. he, he gets so pissed and the way he stands up really, really... Like, his mouth is moving so fast. Like, it is like... Bah, 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 I can't believe you do... Like, it's ridiculous. Yes, and then and then just just bad scene after bad scene. Now we have out in the courtyard with Anna again. She's Ugh. like crying. She's like, my life's yes. over. 
I can't do anything without you. I love you so much. And he's, and much like he said before, like, learn to live without me. I'm scum. I can never be happy. I hate myself. You should hate me. Everyone hates me. I should never have any friends. I am the worst human being ever. <laughs> and it's just a good way and, to summarize this. Anna's seeing through this completely. She's like, she's like, she has something on you. Like, you hate your wife, and but and you're just now telling me that you have to be a good husband and and be with her. Like, that's so such bullshit, bullshit, absolute bullshit, Mister Bates. Like, such bullshit. I honestly don't and, know what Anna sees in him. Like, I don't know how you could possibly want to be with somebody who is has a constitution a like this. He's such a fucking flip flopper. I couldn't. I just be like, good riddance. Like, get out of here. I'm done with you. He could have at least outlaid this situation to Anna with Mary. Like, if... Because, like, he knows that Mary Anna was involved. Like, just discuss it with her. Like, see if you can maybe figure out something else to do instead of just fucking leaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three exactly. scenes in her. Like, nobody had any time. Um, then there's another yeah. Daisy Williams scene. Um, basically just... I think this is when William brings up the fact that he thinks maybe he's a coward for not wanting to go to war. Is that the reason why he hasn't signed up? And, you know, he brings up a good point. This is the fifth time he's brought up this in two days. And, you know, he's really thinking about it. But also, it's scary to go to war. And does he really want to do that? Like, you know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's definitely um, said that he's scared. And, you know, even though he's mad, I mean, he's he's probably mostly just mad. He's trying to put it all on his dad, like, forcing him not to go. But, like, it's, he really comes to an understanding that, you know, he might just truly be scared. And, and that's, and that's, this is definitely something to be scared of. Like, I don't understand how anyone can go and fight in a war. Yeah, I <laughs> like, mean, I, but nobody wants to, which is what they talk about later. It's like, nobody wants to go to war. You know, but yeah, it, they are being drafted for a reason. They they have to serve their country. That's just the way it worked at this time. So, you know, yeah, it's 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 and and you know and and only during times of war do they say you know it's your duty to your country to do this. You know, it's your it's it's propaganda, really. I yeah. Mean, oh it's yeah. Like, I mean, they they guilt people into going because <sighs> they. If, if they don't guilt you, people would never go because they're not, they're too scared to go. So how else do you get, do you get recruits? I well, mean, they, I think they are, they're compulsory. I think the draft is, is not a choice. I think the only reason yeah, they, true. you know, have it is because they need to enlist people because they need men to fight. And in this kind of warfare, as, as it was in the, you know, the rest of the 20th century, they needed to have people to to bodies you know which is it's a lot different now warfare is a lot different now um but that's how it was then so that's all they they knew how to fight wars and that's you know you have to go to war true and um and i don't really know how i feel about this scene between him and daisy i mean daisy Daisy kissing him sees that he's sad so she kisses him and he's just like well now Now you're my girl kissed well, yeah. First, he's like, "You kissed me out of pity," and she's like, "She's like, no." And then he's like, "Well, then does this mean you're my girl?" And I don't, I don't know. She doesn't really know how to respond, I guess. So I don't. That's the thing. Does Daisy actually like, like, because like, because Daisy knows that William likes her. Like Daisy well, knows yeah, this. She does. And he said, "If if you were my girl, I could do anything." So maybe he's going to be getting his, his like, um, 
bravery from the idea that he'll have he'll have her back at home. You know, I, I think that's kind True. of the way it goes. Yeah, D- definitely knowing that you have that you have someone someone you love waiting waiting back home for you definitely helps uh, pull through. Um, and then we are back in the trenches. Although da- Daisy's face at the end of that scene, she looked terrified. So oh, I don't, I don't yeah, know well, how she. I don't know how she truly feels about that. I um, think what I think what ends up happening, which I I, I know I'm not going to spoil it so much for you, but I th- it is the fact that Daisy kind of got herself into an issue here. She doesn't really feel that way about William. <clears throat> and that's uh, what I figured. I she never I yeah. never thought that she had feelings for him. Well, you know it's. It'll progress. She, she she literally just started a uh, a William and Daisy uh, storyline for the rest of the coming season. So, oh, did she now? Yes, she did. All right, and Matthew has has just come back to the trenches. He's he has the little dog thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has a picture of his. He's got a picture of his wife of his fiance. Um, he's kind of, like, getting the update. I guess, I guess, like, there was supposed to be a standstill, but then there wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, so things have just gotten kind of crazy. A lot of Um, people have died as well since he's, since he's been gone. What I thought was gonna happen here, and it didn't happen, was that he was gonna take Mary's good luck charm and something horrible, like, he was gonna almost die, basically. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Well, I think that's in the um, future. I think it's not for this episode. We're already packing in so much in this episode, um, including the introduction of Thomas in this scene, I think, right? Yes. Thomas is in the trenches, which is where he did not want to be. <laughs> no, nope. where he's at. <laughs> he thought being a medic would save him. And uh, no, like, as we know, not true. That's not, that's not how that happens. So Matthew, Matthew comes across him, and we're going to get to them in a second. Um, Mr. Bates is leaving Downton <laughs> with Adios. Vera. Anna is not, is not up to working today. She's just going to stay in her, in her room and, and mope cry. the entire day. Yes, you know, yep. she deserves it. It's, she shouldn't have to work. Her heart is broken. Yeah, so everyone's everyone's helping Lady Sybil pack. They got all these fancy dresses, and they're like, oh, you gotta take this in case there's a party. And Sybil's like, there's not gonna be a party, you dingus. And, uh, and so they're just, they're helping her pack, and they're all like, it's you know, really kind of sad, but excited. Yeah, yeah. it is really cute. And, then, and Mary's like, you know, just pack one nice dress, just in case. Um, so it's all, it's all real cute. Yeah, it's it's the ladies doing doing their ladies things, and then um, let's see. I'm just she kind of gonna... talks about she kind of talks to Eve about the driving thing because I guess Violet doesn't like it, and uh, she's you know pulling the whole like if if Sybil can be a nurse, why can't I be a chauffeur? And um, I don't know. It's 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 such a it's weird how they like tried to bring Edith into this. Yeah, and it's and trivial. She's just useless she's tri- <laughs> it's trivial it's very trivial um, um they're all just like proud bye. of her yeah and Viola has to go so she's like bye Sybil love you and uh she leaves I don't okay she says something and, like, well then yeah yeah she's gone all right we're just gonna and then she you know obviously <clears throat> Cora does that eye fluttering thing that we were talking about earlier um and then we're in a scene <laughs> with uh Violet and Isabel and Isabel is like 
can't believe that you told the doctor that William has a skin condition and that Mr. Mosley is not fit for duty. And obviously they're not asking Mr. Mosley what he wants, who's standing right fucking there again. They always do this. Um, and Isabel is just like saying, you know what? It's not fair. Um, every, every person is a special case to somebody. You cannot discriminate amongst people who should be at war right now. Yeah, so it's, this was a very, this was a very interesting conversation. Um, I mean, I felt like they both, they both had really good points. I was really more siding with Violet, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because of course, if you don't want to go to war, you shouldn't have to. I, I know, I know there's, uh, Emily, I, know... I know that, but like, that's not the way it works right now. Like, I know you need to have a good reason not to be able to go. Like you need to be medically or like otherwise like something but else. That's not fair. I, I know that Emily and it's not fair. And many people's <laughs> lives were taken away and like, and many people like their families had to be paid by the government for the rest of time after this because of them dying you know it's, it's not good like war is not good but yeah. that's what they have to do yeah, yeah. so mr mosley is obviously very concerned now because um the doctor's like like okay i'll go and reverse you know what i wrote to the war offices and <laughs> mosley's like fuck wait <laughs> so, i don't want to go i i want to be a coward <laughs> i don't want to go um, okay, and now Mrs. Hughes is finally telling someone what she heard. She goes to Carson, and she's like, um, I heard something, and you're not gonna want to hear it. You're not gonna want to hear it. And Carson's like, well, fuck it, tell me. And he already knew about it, didn't he? About Mary well, and stuff? About, I think so. I think about, no, the letter not. That, like, oh, that's his true. friend sent He him, did know. But they didn't know if it was real or not, or whatever. He knew there was a rumor, but yeah, she was talking about the whole Vera situation as well. So it's mm-hmm. it's just like a whole, it's a whole mess. It's a whole fucking mess. I'm glad she tells him, but um, like nothing happens in this episode, so. Yeah, and then I think immediately after this, they tell, no, not yet. Um, I wait, think wait, I, wait, I, I have they, a question. I have a question. Uh, 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 okay, uh, yeah. do you think that the makeup artists for Mr. Carson, like, intentionally make his eyebrows, like, fly off of his head? Do you think they, like use wax and, like, pull them out and stuff to make them look that insane. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope, I, I hope so. They, like, stick out of his face. It's it's they pretty sure hilarious. Do. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They're good There's eyebrows. some bushy-ass eyebrows. I <laughs> got some real eyebrows. They're like another uh, nose on his forehead. They stick out so far. And he has a big eyebrows are a nose. nose. What? Like, it just goes out that far. Like, nobody's eyebrows yeah. sticks out that far. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, Miss, Mr. Bennett's were kind of, were kind of sticky yeah. out as well. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I, I think it's just, I think it's just old man eyebrows. I oh. think that's just kind of what happens. I know. Like that old man in Kill Bill, the white, the white haired one with the big old yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, so okay. Branson's dropping Sybil this off. Scene. We got I remember a... this scene. Yeah, you should play it. You should play Jesus. it. Jesus. Okay, hold on. They're, she's walking. Hold on. They got to they gotta get a little bit. She's they, seeing they the, the, the men without legs, and she's like, wow, they, they really don't have legs. Wow. Or arms. Yeah. Wow. Is, and, and all I could say was, don't stare, Sybil. <laughs> no. Jesus. She's very okay, naive. She's, she's a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, hold on. We're almost to this part. Almost, almost. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, 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 okay. 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 Okay, here we go. It'll be hard to let you go. 
I'm as hard as it is for me. Oh. Oh boy. I wish you would. It has been years. He's asking her to leave her family for him if they hate her. I know. It's ridiculous. And she doesn't seem all that interested, so I'm just like, I just like, dude, like you're trying way too hard right now. Oh goodness. That sounds more like you. Please don't make fun of me. Oh. It's cost me all I've got to say these things. Oh no. And then he like threatens to leave. He's like, he's like, fine. If you don't feel the same way, I'm leaving Downton. I'm gonna go Basically. to that Thai restaurant that we saw him at. The t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so he threatens to leave, and she's like, "No, please don't do that." So it's it's really hard to tell. Like, I does Sybil like him? Does she not? I, don't I think know. she doesn't allow herself to like him. I think I think it's a kind of situation where she like doesn't even think about it because she knows it's not right, and they could never be together. You know. Yeah, probably, yeah. Which, I mean, is kind of... Which seems kind of weird to Sybil's character, because she seems like, you know, she wants to be her own her own woman, make her own decisions, like, you know, do do what she wants. If she likes someone, she likes someone. So, I don't know. It just... But... You know, I the mean, drama. I, they have to have the drama. They can't... Things can't be easy. Yeah, but then again, it also seems like Sybil just likes to... She She's more occupied in other ways. Like, she doesn't have to... She. I also wouldn't be surprised if she like never gets married as well, just because she likes to, she likes to be busy in other ways. She likes yeah. to be. She has her own opinions and she has her own like hobbies. She doesn't. She doesn't really need. She doesn't really need that. <laughs> she doesn't need it. Yeah, like you. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're back in the trenches. Uh, Thomas is talking to his friend. Right. This is the time they, when. They threw, like, a dead body against a wall, and now yeah. they're just sitting smoking, and then and then the guy that Thomas is talking to gets shot in the head. Yeah, totally. He's like, we could die at any second, and then he, he dies. It's kind of similar to that, you know, episode of Young Indiana Jones, where he's talking to his friend, and then his friend just gets killed in front of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Same thing. Um, so now there's, so... I th- I think that I think that makes it like Thomas's last straw. He's like he's like fuck. I could die that easily, and he's like I gotta get the fuck out of here. But there, there's more. There's more to come. More to come. I do feel bad for that guy who they just kind of like threw against the wall, and now he's bleeding and dying. Like he's just kind of there yeah, against a wall. Like they just they just <laughs> dropped him and left him. I know. And the guy is standing up way too straight. Um, with his you know. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, then we're back at Downton. Um, they're gonna have a bunch of people over. Well, this is the... Sorry, we're not at Downton. We're at that... Robert, that Robert Earl, went to his, yes, to his party. Yeah. His party where his all these, like, thing. Other, other people in the army are there. Um, and Robert is just gushing about how excited he is to be part of the army again. Okay, next scene. Mr. Mosley is... is goes to tell the doctor who... That he doesn't want to go to war because he actually does have a lungs problem, and uh, we can totally tell that Mister Mosley is a big old coward. Yeah, I think the doctor definitely knows what's up. He's like, um, okay, but Violet like told me that she'd fabricated this, so 
So like, so you know, so like you're obviously lying. But he's like, he's like, okay, well, I'll just reverse Williams and I'll just leave yours as is. And he's like, but try to help, try to help the war effort in other ways, will you, William Mosley? I think he definitely doesn't see Mosley the same anymore. Like, if he had any modicum of respect for him, it's gone now. He's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I feel like they because Mosley's kind of old. Like, they, if they, like, they wouldn't really stick him out there. Like, they'd probably put him somewhere. Like, if he wanted to join the medics, I don't know. Like, they wouldn't make him one of the trenches people. They'd probably make him, like, a medic that, that people go to. Like, I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Sure. I don't know what happened to him. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then we're back at Robert's party. He's kind of talking about, like, you know, when are we going to get shipped out? And this guy's yeah. like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, well, we're going to we're gonna go to war, right? We're going to go. And the guy's like, country. well, no, we're just parading over here. We're, we're basically, like, acting like peacocks while the other guys are out there actually fighting. We're not doing anything. Yeah. He's like, he's like you get an honorary, like, whatever, lieutenant, but I don't fucking know. Um, Their little, like, like yeah. medals are so cute that they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty cute. Um, but basically it says, this is all a hoax. We're just here to look good and pretend, like, you know, like, just, it's all a show. It's all a show to to keep people engaged in the war. It's pretty depressing. Going. At least Robert wants to do the right thing. At least he's like, I want to do this. And he really does. They just won't let him. Because, you know, yeah, he's the Earl exactly. of Grantham. Yeah. And and they they wouldn't want to lose him. Um, then we're in a scene with O'Brien and Cora, and they're, she's getting ready for bed. Um, Cora is wearing a very cute, like, nightgown or something, where it's, like, silk, and it's just so pretty. It's got, like, all these ties on the side of it. Oh, I want one of those. I want to make myself one of those. Yeah, and the sleeves are kind of, like cut open at the top and just kind of like f- like flutter down they're really cute like little not not ex- exactly like butterfly sleeves but you know they're just kind of like they're really cute and i yeah. think uh this is where o'brien tells her about how she gets letters from thomas did you already say that uh no oh she gets letters from thomas and and you know she's like so oh, you're happy you're you're still chatting with him yeah, yeah, hope he's doing well. <laughs> Whatever, good riddance. Basically, and it's like, oh well, he's doing well, and I'm like, well, he's alive. So I don't, I don't know if that's exactly well, but um, like, no one yeah. is doing well. <laughs> yeah, not, not sure. Um, uh... And then uh, Mr. Carson is uh, helping Lord Grantham to bed. Um, and I think, I think Robert's just telling him, like, what happened at the party. Um, oh, and now Carson's gonna tell him about what happened to Mr. Bates. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates. Um, and I, I think he kind of just tells him. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know, whatever. He just tells they, him. He tells him about the scandal and then the whole situation and. And then he sees Ethel um, outside, dusting, Cl- dusting the the electrical plugs. Yes, because which, apparently they they have vapors or something, and you do not do. It's not necessary, and it's do totally... not stick. Do not stick anything other than a plug into an electrical plug. 
and and uh, Miss O'Brien told her to do it, and then Carson's like, "Next time Miss O'Brien tells you to do anything, you just tell me first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Then, okay, um, well, what's next? Robert is talking to Cora in bed, and I don't think that the scandal is was exposed to him exactly, but he knows that there is something that. Carson, like the how how Bates is protecting the family, because I think if he if he knew about Mary and um, her whoring around, that he would like totally freak out at this point, and he doesn't. So um, I don't think he really knows about that. So you think he's still kind of like in the dark about it, almost, or like you know, just kind of like just like shrugging it off. Like I don't know. Like just I, I don't think it. he. I don't think he like knows the full extent of it. Okay. It's amazing that he's managed to not know anything about it. It's been years. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Um, and then Anna, Anna comes in to Ethel. She's crying because, of course, she's been pranked again. And she's like, you know, Anna's like, what's wrong? And Ethel's like, why do people have to be such bullies? And she's like, well, you just got to stop just gotta stop being being all this <laughs> yeah basically and she's like you know what ethel your problems are minuscule compared to mine i got broken up with today so shut up well yeah because because then ethel gets into this gets into this thing like why are people making fun of me because i have dreams and anna's like bitch don't you think i have dreams too like just calm the fuck down yeah, just don't talk like, about them all the time <laughs> Like, it's not, it's not you against everyone. You just need to, you just need to calm down. Yeah. Um, so they kind of have a moment. I think they're doing better. Um, Mary is, oh, praying she, she and about, Edith she is about to pray. Walks in on her and, and starts Edith talking snooty. <laughs> starts talking smack. She's like, oh, were you praying? You of all sinful people praying? I know, right? And, God. Uh, and, <laughs> so mean. And, and Mary is like. Don't be ridiculous. Get the hell out of my room. I hate your face. And um, and then she goes back to praying. She pulls out this very cute picture of Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Starts to his, pray I think over he's his in his uniform, picture. right? Is he in mm-hmm. uniform? I don't know. I think he's still, I think he's just wearing his regular. In a, in a suit? Yeah. She somehow got a photo of him in a suit. It's kind of cute. Yeah, I don't know really when that would have happened, but I guess it happened. <laughs> Some, sometime. Um. Oh, yeah, it's him in his little suit. He's real cute. Um, and, all right, we're back in the trenches. Back in the trenches. Back in the trenches. This episode is almost done, people. Uh, bear with us for, like, oh, a couple more minutes. almost there. I'm it's... so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Matthew's making his rounds. He's seeing all the, 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 like, depressing faces around this damn trench. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he comes across... I think he comes across he comes across Thomas again. Thomas has like a little a little nook that he's yeah. made for himself. Yeah. And uh, he's he's make he's made tea. So he's like he's like, Sir, please sit and have some tea with me, sir. <laughs> and uh, so they have tea. And, you know, Thomas is like, Oh, my mother my grandma or my mother would freak out if she knew that I was having, having tea, tea with you. with yeah. Matthew Crawley. I know. And it kinda sounds like Thomas is trying to like get something out of him. He's like he's like, Hey, I really hate being here. It'd be really cool if, you know, someone could get me out of here. Right, he and, does. Um, and I think Matthew kind of notices that from him and is like, well, I can't 
do anything for you. Um, that would be not a good idea. Because I can't even yeah. get myself out of this situation, so I'm not going to damn well get you out of this situation. Yeah, so basically he kind of says, like, something bad needs to happen to you in order for you to go back. Like, you, you have to be discharged because you're injured or something. And Thomas is like, all right, I know what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have expected him to, like, stick his foot up into the sky, like... His foot? <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, we're gonna keep going, and then immediately, I guess, right, is when... He goes over, Thomas goes yes. over, and lights his lighter up in t- over the trench so that somebody could shoot his hand. Um, yeah, he's like, he like leans against a wall. He looks like he's not doing good. Like, he's breathing really heavily. He yeah. knows what's happening. I, I was like, what's happening? He's really scared. I was like, I was like what's gonna happen? So, yeah, I, I he, remember what happens. <laughs> so he like, so he, he gets his, he has his, smoking a cigarette. He got, has his lighter. He's, oh man, he's very shaky. Oh, goodness. He lifts his hand. He lifts his hand and it shoots him in the hand! Oh, man. And I, th- I think he whispers, like, he says, like, This is my salvation. My... Yeah. yeah. Thank you like, for my deliverance. You. That's what he says. And I think they, they did a good job with the blood pack. Like, he's a good actor. He's really, it looks like he's really in pain. And that's the end of the episode, everybody. We did it. Yeah, oh, Thomas man. is... The guy who plays Thomas is, is a really good actor. Like he's really great. He is. Um, I like him. I like him better in this in this like desperate like war role better than him at the at the at Downton obviously because mm-hmm. he's just was he was such a. I I mean I like what they tried to do with him. Try to give him some dimension. Um, so I, I I like him better in this in this role though. Um, he's less of an asshole. Well, still an yeah, asshole, but he is. So damn, starting Ugh. off season two with a bang. A bang, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. It's, it's a long one, and everybody, you made it to the end with us. Um, I sort of like this episode. I definitely think it's a good opener to a season, because it sets up a lot of problems, and it continues the old ones. Um. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Whoa. <sighs> yeah, I'll definitely agree. This one was I you could definitely see that the production value has has increased. Um it's 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 a lot better shot. Um it's it's it seems a lot more natural. I don't know. It's it seems so much more gussied up in the first season. Yeah. And now it's just it's kind of like they've they've kind of set it, 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 and even though a lot of dramatic stuff happened, I felt like the way it was shot wasn't making it seem so, like, dramatic. Uh-huh. Like, does that make sense? Like, I think it was better, just, better written, you know? Yeah. They framed things in such a dramatic way in the first season that it was, it was unbearable. It, <laughs> it was unbearable. Um... I really, I really liked the this this first this first episode. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm excited for the, the. I'm excited to see what what more to come. What's more? To, I, I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> give this episode five white feathers out of ten. Oh shit! Um, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give this one six Mr. Bits out of uh, ten. <laughs> ten Mr. Bits. Yeah, we said that a lot. We sure did, and I and I'm gonna. I'm going to continue. This is going to be a running thing for the rest of the show. Okay, everybody. <laughs> tune in for that. 
Yep, if you enjoyed this episode, please, you can comment below on SoundCloud or Facebook to search All About the Popcorn. You can also rate and review um, our podcast. It really it helps uh, others others to find us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Spotify for you to listen to, so if that is what you prefer, definitely check us out on there. Um, and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch. Um, and if you have, if you want to like email us, like let us know what you think of the show, or just you know say hi to us, we'd love to hear from you or have any suggestions for future episodes. You can email us at All By the Popcorn Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, and. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, go tell listen to our Pride and Prejudice time. radio play for the holiday season, everybody. And, um, oh, well, this is going to be after Christmas that you hear this. But, um, yeah, go go check that out. It is a lot of fun. And it's and it's not very long. It's a really great condensed version of, of yes. Pride and Prejudice. It's, yes, it's, it's not it's as really long funny. as this episode. It's like half the... Yes. It's like Especially half. if you're fans of the Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice. Definitely give this a, give this yes. a listen. It's, it's so fun. But anyone, uh, hope you had a safe holiday season, I guess, since this will be after. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.